What is up, family? Welcome back to another episode of Wall Street Worth Gold Teeth. I'm Griff, and the first thing I want to talk about on today's episode is a little bit of news on Wall Street. So for all you investors out there, potential investors out there, people who want to get into investing, if you're a newer investor like myself, this is some really big news for you because the company Dropbox just decided to go public. Now, I did an earlier episode earlier this year about what companies are rumored to go public in 2018, and Dropbox is one of them. And it has now been confirmed that Dropbox filed to go public in 2018. So, for those of you who don't know what Dropbox is, I know some of you probably actually have a Dropbox account. I personally don't. But it's just a file-sharing company. You know, it helps you securely back up your own files. helps you securely share files all over the web and from computer to computer. helps you do projects like that. You know, I'm sure working on business projects or any project really can be a lot easier through file sharing, you know, and you want to keep it secure. So that's what Dropbox helps you do. It just helps you feel more comfortable about file sharing and backing up your own files and having to worry about them just getting out everywhere or everybody having access to them. So they have decided to go public and everyone on Wall Street is really curious about it. I wanted to use the word excited, but Ever since Snapchat's, you know, lackluster IPO last year in 2017, like mid-2017, people have been really, like, kind of side-eyeing, you know, all these big tech IPOs. You know, everyone's really interested interested to see what happens because everyone's curious to see if it's going to live up to the hype or if it's going to be another Snapchat. I personally am still surprised that Snapchat didn't do as well because, of course, you know, it's Snapchat. I mean... Every millennial is on Snapchat. Everybody below the age of, you know, 29 is probably on Snapchat. You see little kids, you know, teenagers putting their phone in their face all the time, sticking their tongue out, uh, you know, just partying on Snapchat. And their IPO didn't do too hot. And they were a huge tech IPO from last year. Probably the biggest one, you know, in recent memory that I can think of, you know, outside of like Facebook back in 2012. And uh, it might have been, I think Facebook was 2012. But yeah, ever since then, you know, I think Snapchat was probably the biggest name one since then. And they didn't do too hot. You know, the first day they were pretty hot, they blew up from like, I think they started out at $20, went all the way up to 29 and they just kind of fell off the face of the earth. So everyone's wondering if Dropbox is going to do that same thing, you know, kind of being a little tentative, like, you know, do they really want to put their money into the Dropbox IPO, even though they have a lot of hype around them, they're really excited, it's a huge company going public. Or, you know, they don't, they don't really know what they should do. You know, I know I'm on the fence about it as well. You know, just a few numbers for you. Dropbox revenue last year was $1.1 billion, but I do believe they had a net loss of $110 million, so they're not exactly profitable yet. They have 500 million registered users. Of those registered users, 11 million people actually pay to use them because they have different, like, you know, um, subscription services. You get more storage space, you know, for your files if you uh, pay for a certain package upgrade. So... And they're gonna they're gonna use the ticker symbol DBX, and they're gonna be on the Nasdaq. But just like with Snapchat, there are a few things holding people back. People are kind of worried that they're gonna have to compete with the big giant names on Wall Street, some of the biggest companies in the world as far as you know technology and file sharing, such as Apple, Amazon, and Google as well. This was a big thing with Snapchat, like I said, because everyone was worried that. They weren't going to be able to compete with Facebook. You know, Facebook copied their files, their um, story feature. You know that story feature for the 24-hour story on there? That was Snapchat's big thing, but then, boom, Facebook did it. And, you know, they also incorporated that on Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. And everyone's like, well, I mean, if I can do it on Instagram and Facebook, then I don't have to strictly do it. I don't have to get a Snapchat to do this story feature. 
So everyone wasn't quite sure if Snapchat could compete with Facebook. Just like everybody right now is kind of like, ah, can Dropbox compete with Apple, Amazon, and Google? So that to me kind of smells the same as Snapchat. Everyone's going to, you know, initially invest in it. And the price is going to jump that first day on the IPO. But after that, it, it remains to be seen if they're going to, is the price going to stay up after that? You know, because when people start throwing out doubts and shares into the world, that stuff manifests into reality in the stock market. You know, if you hear a lot of negative stuff about a company, then that stock price is going to drop pretty fast. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we'll just see what happens, man. You know, it's really interesting to see what happens. Everyone, like I said, has been like ah, a little iffy about tech IPOs. But, you know, if you're looking for something to invest in, as far as IPOs get get into a company when it first comes out, when the stock price is, you know, at a certain level, I'm not going to say at its cheapest because it could always drop. So Dropbox going public, that's the really big news for today as far as Wall Street goes. I've been trying to find what the projected IPO price is going to be, but I haven't been able to find it. Uh, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. But yeah, man, so check it out. Check out Dropbox. You know, if you're looking to get into some investing in some big name companies that have a lot of hype around them, supposed to do pretty well. Check them out, but make sure you do your research, of course. And just because, you know, it has a lot of hype around it and this is the IPO doesn't mean that it's going to be successful off top. Like I've said, probably about six times an episode already. Just look what happened in Snapchat last year. The other thing I wanted to go over today was something I discovered. I'm sure, you know, a lot of veteran investors already knew about this term, but something called dollar cost averaging. Dollar cost averaging. That's basically just saying, hey, I'm going to invest a certain amount of money into the stock market every month, no matter what the conditions of the market is. Okay, whether the market's doing good, whether the market's doing bad, I'm going to put X amount of money into the market every month. And I think this is perfect for my favorite brokerage platform, Robinhood. Because this could get a little pricey if you were using, you know, like, I don't know, like TD Ameritrade or like uh, E-Trade. People that charge you for every trade you do. You know, every time you buy more shares, they charge you like $7 or $6.95 or whatever their trading fees are. But with Robinhood, dollar cost averaging would really, is a really good idea because you don't have to pay any any commission fees or anything like that. So if you decide that you're going to put in $100 a month into the market every month, you know, if you want to put $100 into the market every month, you don't have to pay any commission fees, you know. If you think about it, you know, if you go 10 months putting in $100 on another another platform, it's $8 a piece, you know, you just pay $80. And that's not good even going toward buying any shares of anything. That's just you paying the commission fee. But with Robinhood, if you use the approach of dollar cost averaging, which I'm pretty sure I'm about to adopt this approach, I'm going to put a certain amount into the market every month from now on because I was reading about it and it really sounds good. Especially for me because I don't have a I don't have a whole lot of money to be dropping like big lump sums like that into the market. Now I think it's a really good idea to try it with Robinhood because you can literally put X amount of money into the market every month and you don't have to pay any commission fees with it. So dollar cost averaging, just choosing a certain amount of money to put into the stock market every month, whether the market's up, whether the market's down, whether the market's stagnant, it doesn't matter. You know, if you're gonna choose to do this, then that is the approach. And I think that's what I'm gonna do. You know, and I'm also, I've really been leaning toward buying like blue chip stocks that pay dividends. I've really been looking at like Nike and Apple that pay dividends, you know, for, um, actually I'm not going to say Apple because I'm not, can't, you can't remember right now if Apple pays dividends. I'm pretty sure they do, but I know Nike does, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to start every month buying shares of Nike or buying shares of Apple or other blue chip stocks that, uh, pay dividends. And I'm just going to experience the power 
of the drip of dividends being reinvested and just getting more and more shares over time. Because me being completely honest and transparent, I actually sold a lot of shares lately, a lot of my holdings. I sold them off completely in order to get this website off the ground and just to try to get this, uh, try to get into some a few business ventures and try to just try my hand at some entrepreneurship tips, you know. So, you know, I don't really have as much free capital as I used to, but I'm going to try this new approach of dollar cost averaging. I'm going to take, like, I don't know, like maybe $300 a month. Let's just say $300 a month. I haven't really decided on a a specific uh, cost yet. But let's just say I take $300 a month and decide that, hey, I'm going to buy whatever, however many shares of Nike I can get for $300 every month. That's what I'm going to do. You know, and it, it, it might actually help you sell money depending on what the Nike price does, even though I don't think Nike price fluctuates that much. But just say one month Nike is $69 a share, and then the next month it's only $59 a share. So it really averages out to about, what what's the average of 59 and 69 I'm not good at public math, especially right now while I'm talking. I don't have time, you know, to be pulling out a calculator or whatever. Especially, you know, people around. I don't want to embarrass myself by getting the answer wrong on this podcast. But you get what I'm saying. It'll just average itself out. So it's like you're not paying $69 every time that uh, you want some shares of Nike. One month it'll be $69. One month it'll be $59. Another month it might be $62. You know, and it just goes like that. Dollar cost averaging. So if I decide to buy $300 worth of Nike every month, then that's how it's going to work out. You know, it could end up saving me some money in the future. You know, I'm definitely looking forward to trying this approach, especially because, like I said, I don't really have as much free capital as I used to be buying, you know, huge lump sums of stocks like that. But yeah, man, dollar cost averaging. I think that's going to be my new approach because earlier in my, when I first got into investing, of course, I had this thought process of, you know, I want to invest X amount of money and then I want it to be tripled in like 30 seconds or like, you know, more like three months or something like that. But I really think, well, I don't think I know, you know, just based off the last year and a half of investing, I know now it is a slow process. You know, if you just let your investments grow over time instead of trying to get it all at once, then that's a, that is a sure way to win this race, you know, to be successful in the stock market. So I'm going to try the dollar cost averaging. I hope you all try it too, but I just want to let you all know what my ideas are and, you know, how I'm approaching the stock market and things of that nature. So hope you enjoyed this episode, man. I think that's going to be it for today. Check out the IPO of Dropbox when it comes in the near future. They're going public in 2018. So make sure you check those guys out. Just read about it. See how that goes. I'm going to be watching very closely to see if it's another Snapchat. Because if it is, man, people are going to be very wary of big name tech companies going public after this. Okay? And also, research dollar cost averaging. Just pick a certain amount of money that you're going to put into the stock market every month if this is the approach that you want. And uh, try to use it from there. You know, just try to try to approach the stock market from that angle, like, hey, I'm going to put, I only have, you know, X, X amount of extra money every month. You're going to put a certain amount of that into the stock market every month, you know. So that way the cost of whatever stock you're buying averages out. Like, you know, like I said, if Nike is $69 this month and then $59, um, $59 the next month, and you just end up, you know, averaging out whatever they average it out to, and that's how much you pay for per share, you know. So, and just keep adding it up over time, you know, it's going to be paying you dividends, you know, so it just keeps adding up over time, and eventually you're going to see the power of growth, you know. So, yeah, man, check it out. Oh, also, make sure you check out that dollar cost averaging strategy with Robinhood, because I'm not going to just, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm going to do that with uh, any other platform, because, you know, I'm not really into paying a bunch of commission fees. Those things add up, man. You know, you think $8 or every time you trade doesn't add up, but that adds up real quick. 
you know. So if I'm only putting money towards something, I at least want some shares out of it, you know. So check it out, man. Make sure y'all follow me on social media. Facebook slash Wall Street Wealth Gold Teeth, Instagram at Wall Street Wealth Gold Teeth. Check out the YouTube channel, Wall Street Wealth Gold Teeth, and the website, WallStreetWealthGoldTeeth.com. Oh, also, I opened up a Shopify store. Please go, you know, go purchase some and support. Go buy your nice bow tie, buy your nice pair of loafers. It is WallStreetWealthGoldTeeth.store. And this is Griff, man. Thanks for listening, and I'm out.